You are listening to episode seven of the Level Up Your Wedding Film Business podcast. And if you're anything like me, you might spend a good amount of time asking yourself this question. How do I know if it's time to raise my prices? We are going to be talking about the four things that you should do before you make that price jump. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. Let's level up together. If you're plugged into the wedding filmmaking community, which I hope you are, you might see a lot of discussion on social media and in Facebook groups about pricing. It's a pretty hot topic, and for good reason. After all, even though being a wedding filmmaker is a passion for a lot of us, it's still a career, which means it needs to be sustainable if we want to keep doing it long term. So how do we make this into a sustainable career path? We need to make money in order to live the lives that we want to live. It's pretty simple. And the first thing that needs to be considered is how you price your services. Pricing can be a funny thing. Most people tend to fall into one of two categories. They either live with a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset. The scarcity mindset is not a fun place to live. This mindset is driven by fear and by the feeling that there is only so much to go around and once it's gone, it's gone. This mindset tends to breed some pretty ugly feelings like jealousy and sadness. On the other hand, there's the abundance mindset. People who live with this mindset always believe that there's enough to go around and that there's enough room for everyone at the table. There's always more available to you if you were to seek it. It's all about possibilities. You might be thinking, okay, great, Taylor, but what does that have to do with pricing? Well, at the very basic level, everything. Because before you start raising your prices, you need to make sure that you get in the right mindset. You need to enter into the pricing game in a place of knowing that the possibilities for you and your business are endless, instead of entering into it in a place of fear. A few episodes ago, I talked about how wedding videography is not, in my opinion, an overly saturated market. There is enough work to go around, and I believe that the same is true about pricing. There will always be clients at each and every pricing tier who are ready and willing to spend a certain amount of money on their wedding film. You just need to position yourself in the right way to make that a reality for yourself. But here's the thing. In order to increase your prices, you also need to increase the value that you bring to your clients. You can't just go raising your prices all willy-nilly without anything to back it up. The value that you bring to your clients can either be tangible value or perceived value. The first three steps in this episode are going to expand on the idea of increasing your value. So let's dive in. Here are the four things that you should do before you raise your prices. Number one, hone your craft. Before you go raising your prices by several thousand dollars, which I recommend against, slow growth is much better. And we're going to talk about that more later on in the episode. You need to ask yourself a question. Has the quality of my work gotten better since I last raised my prices? If the answer is yes, then that's amazing. You can start working on the second step in this podcast episode, But if you are unsure or if you answered a resounding no, then take some time to practice, learn some methods and strategies, and then reevaluate after you feel like you've improved. Increasing the quality of your work is the most important step of adding tangible value to your clients. A few great ways to improve are to take an online course, soak up as much free content as possible, or to attend a live workshop. Keep making progress bit by bit and the quality of your work will keep improving as well. Step two is to add value to your clients beyond the quality of your work. You can provide tangible value to your couples in more ways than just a superior product. 
This is an opportunity to get creative and to really serve your couples. Think of ways that you can add value to them. Is it giving them a few pieces of advice for their wedding day in the form of a blog post? Is it referring them to vendors that you know and trust that are going to enhance their wedding day and their experience? Maybe it's building up an amazing experience for them, like getting to know them and then sending them a small gift after they book with you to show them how much they matter to you. The main goal here is to make sure that your clients feel like they matter. They aren't just a number on your spreadsheet. It's important for them to know that you are invested in them and their wedding and that they can trust you with a really important job, documenting their wedding day. Step three is to boost your branding. The overall look and feel of your brand can play a huge role in the types of clients that you get. A huge part of why branding is so important is the idea of perceived value. Perceived value is more of an emotional thing. Your branding is going to give your clients some sort of emotion. It's going to make them feel like they are getting a bargain from an amateur, or it's going to give them warm and fuzzy feelings inside, knowing that they invested in this area of their wedding and that they can trust you to do your job well. Even though you might be delivering the same product in the end, the way your client already feels about you and your business is going to determine the way they feel about the product. If your brand gives them a higher perceived value, then they will value the product more as well. A really practical example of this can be seen in luxury handbags like Louis Vuitton. You can have two different purses. One can be from Walmart and one can be from Louis Vuitton. They can look the exact same for the most part. They can be the same size, have the same number of pockets, but Louis Vuitton gives you a really high perceived value. As a consumer, you're aligning yourself with a really high-end brand and you trust that the quality is really good. And actually that Walmart bag might hold up really well and you might get a few years of really great use of it. But since the value that Walmart gives you is perceived as a lot lower than a brand like Louis Vuitton, you're going to value that bag less. You might toss it around your bedroom, throw it into your closet on a pile of shoes at the end of the day, while you're going to very carefully place that Louis Vuitton bag up on a higher shelf in your closet and you're going to keep it protected. Like I said, the actual value of those bags might be the same. They do the same things, they look the same, and in the end, you actually don't get any more tangible value out of the Louis Vuitton bag, but the perceived value is much higher. So I think that all of our goals should be to be the Louis Vuitton bag here. Make your client feel like they invested in something really great. So if you want to start attracting a higher-end clientele and offer a higher perceived value, be sure to put yourself in their shoes, the customer's shoes. I am going to get real here. Are you likely to spend thousands of dollars on a product whose logo looks like it was designed by a 12-year-old? Probably not. Or are you making typos and grammatical errors in your website copy? Do a thorough audit of your brand from top to bottom and make sure it's on par with your ideal client. Make sure it offers a high perceived value. And here's just a tip. This is just my two cents, but don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money here in the area of branding. Explore the idea of hiring a branding professional because there's likely going to be a pretty large return on investment in of this area. If you can't afford to hire a branding expert, at least be open to investing a small amount of money in apps and programs that will help you give your brand a little bit of a facelift, even if you're just doing it yourself. Step four is to establish know, like, and trust with your potential clients. Know, like, and trust is exactly what it sounds like. First, your audience will know you. That means that they will see you around on social media and be familiar with you in your business. After some time, some of these potential clients will start to like you. It's important to note that not everybody is going to like you, and that's okay. You might not be everybody's cup of tea, 
but that's totally fine because you can only take so many clients a year, probably somewhere between the 20 to 30 mark. So all you need is 20 to 30 potential clients to like you every single year. Then once a percentage of your potential clients know you and like you, you will start to build trust with them. The best and most straightforward way to build trust with an audience is to be consistent, clear, and to communicate in every single thing that you do and how often you show up, how you show up, and the quality of your content. It takes an average of five to seven touch points in order to make a sale. So that means that your clients need to see you and experience you and your brand five to seven times before they feel ready to make a sale. And the easiest way to do this in our industry is through social media. And my favorite way is on Instagram. So make sure you stay current on Instagram and post often. You can use your stories to show some behind the scenes of you shooting or editing weddings. And don't be afraid to show your face. Showing up in potential clients' feeds multiple times will establish that know, like, and trust ideal with them. And if you're able to connect with a higher-end clientele and establish know, like, and trust with them, then that will pay off with your new pricing model. Here's a bonus tip. I'm going to offer you a piece of advice here, and that is this career is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Take your time raising your prices and only do so a little bit at a time. The method that I used once I started trying to climb up the pricing ladder was to raise my prices by $100 at a time. This slow growth allowed me to make small changes in my business, and that helped me keep incrementally raising my prices to reflect that growth. Raising your prices can be really scary. Maybe you've been rocking the same pricing model for several years, or maybe you're new to the business and you're looking for any information you can get your hands on about how to level up in this industry. So figure out if you're ready to raise your prices, and if you're not quite ready, then put these things into motion. Make sure you hone your craft, become a better filmmaker, become a better storyteller, and put out a better overall product. Find another way to offer more value to your clients and give your brand a higher perceived value. Then once those things are aligned, start to establish no like, and trust within the market to start getting those higher end clients. And make sure that you grow slowly. Just keep inching forward and eventually you're gonna find yourself landing on prices that you never thought that you would charge for a wedding film. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'd love to connect with you and keep the conversation about pricing going. Let's connect over on Instagram. You can find me at the level up co. I will link that in the show notes for you as well. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss another episode. Going forward, I'm going to be posting new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening. My goal is to help as many filmmakers as possible and leaving a review helps other wedding filmmakers find the podcast. Thanks for listening and I will see you guys next time.